You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And this is Alex. And we're filmmakers. And we're also drinking bourbon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Hey, what's this? Uh, you know, we're going with uh, recommended bourbon from our buddy George. Oh, uh, yeah? Over at uh, Dissolve. Uh, special here. Yeah, he, uh, he said he was drinking the Bullet. Ah. So I picked up the Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey, Kentucky cool. Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And uh, it is uh, distilled, aged, and bottled by the Bullet Distilling Company. Mm. Made from pure Kentucky limestone filtered water. There you go. I already know what this tastes, but uh, I mean, tastes like. But let's go ahead and give it a try. That's, that's good. Let's, let's do cheers, it. Cheers it up. Yeah. All right, here we go. Old familiar. Ooh, it's been sweetened up a little with a yeah. little old fashioned. You know, you're old fashioned-y. I've been drinking some straight bourbon uh, a lot recently. Oh yeah. What yeah. You been, what have you been drinking? Uh, I had one today at lunch. Nice <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, smart move. Oh, dang on it! What did I have? I forget. It was that good, huh? Yeah, I'll bring it up next time. It was like a, it was a small batch, one off. I'd never, you know. Oh, cool. Can't remember the name. Local. I have no clue. Nah, probably. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking the stuff you got me for my wedding. Oh, Bakers. Booker, Brookers. Bookers. 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 Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's real good. Came Those in a nice wooden case. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's damn strong though. Very twenty-eight point seven proof or whatever. Very uh, gift appropriate. Yeah, it's it's good. So. Thank you. Hey, man. Yeah. So what's uh, what's up? What have you been up to? What's uh, what are you watching? What I've been watching. Um, oh, I I rented a movie from from Redbox. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, a couple days ago. People still do that. People still do that. <laughs> yeah. There's no more Blockbuster, so you gotta go to the automated teller machine there. Um, but I rented It Follows. Okay. Horror film. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Yeah. Horror film and superhero films are your wow. favorite, right? Horror films. <laughs> <laughs> basically should never be made. Oh, they should be made. It's I mean, brilliant. Yeah, they're it's, awful. This is a good one, man. It's, uh, I don't, it's, how do I explain it? It's like an STD. Okay. Like you, you are plagued by this demon and the only way you can get rid of it is to sleep with someone else and give it to them. Classic. Yeah. But no one else, unless you've had the demon or whatever, can see it. And right. It just walks towards you really slowly. Yeah. Only you can see it. And it could look like anything. Makes sense. Yeah, but the way they do it, it's crazy. Really good score. All right. It's shot really well. Just film. horror films are definitely their own thing. I mean, there's they've got their own festivals. They have like this have super, super fans. I mean, super niche audiences. Yeah. Even a really bad horror film can do really well. Oh, it's crazy. It's almost like there. It's there's a lot of so bad, so good horror films. I mean, I think a lot of it was kicked off by, well, they've been around forever, but just the most more recent example, you know, Blair Witch, right. something they made for 50 grand and ended up making over, like, a, what, a quarter of a million dollars? Or no. Sure. What am I saying? A quarter of a billion. Made yeah. $250 million. Right. Insane. And so everybody's trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. The found footage, like, just scare yeah. the pants off you with jumps type That's, thing. Uh, I saw the trailer for the one with the hangman. Hangman. Something about a noose and, like, you can't, if you say a certain thing then all of a sudden you get dragged up off your feet like you're being hung by a noose 
They always have you not have, seen this? No, no, no. I haven't seen that. And it's like, don't don't say that or whatever. And then if you say it or do it or it's just like Bloody Mary. Yeah. Say it three times in the dark and she comes at you. Yeah, and then you get hung. Yeah. They all have these rules. You're not supposed to do that or else he'll come. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Of anyway. What about you? What have you been watching? Oh, well, let's see. Um, still really digging on HBO. And oh, yeah. And so we're uh, finished episode three last night of uh, True Detective 2. I've still only seen episode one. Oh, man. I know. I need to, I need so to catch good. up. I just love how it's shot. I mean, I, you know, I think we had talked about for one of our projects. Yeah. Um, referenced. Stylistic. The yeah. sort of the conversations in the bar between, um, what's his name? Colin Vince Farrell Colin, and Vince yeah. Vaughn. Super dark. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. Darkly lit. Um, and they've got some cool angles where they'll shoot from way across the room with maybe three or four tables in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And they're on like a very far corner table with maybe a little half glass of bourbon or whatever was left over in the foreground. Yeah. And they're kind of off in the background and just really has some great mood to it and, and puts you in that space of like, wow, this is kind of a... You're kind of a voyeur. It's like kind of listening in yeah. on their secret combo. But it's kind of also like... It just really paints the town of like this dark, depressing sort of like yeah. doom and gloom sort of scenario. But uh, I like it. It's pretty good. Uh, Rachel McAdams is in it. I like I her a lot. I think I'm crushing on her pretty hard right now. Has she become a badass yet or is she... I don't... She's just adorable. No. Yeah. But she's got this mole... Oh yeah, on yeah, her yeah. chin. Yeah, and I, I like I paused the movie. We paused it for something. I don't know if the if my wife got a phone call or whatever. Landed on the mole. We landed <laughs> on a tight of her, a close up of her, and it's just mole. I mean, a lot of mole. <laughs> molly, molly, molly. But I, I kept looking at it. and I'm like, you know, it's kind of cool. Like it's unique. It's like Marilyn's Ma- Marilyn Monroe's. It's mole. weird. Yeah, it's yeah. but it doesn't. It looks more like a wart than it does a mole. That's why I think Sarah Jessica Parker got hers removed. Maybe I don't too know. Much, too witchy. If uh, too much like a witch. If anyone out there knows for sure whether it's a mole or a, a wart or a freckle, or it'd have to be a raised freckle, which I think would be then classified cancerous. as as a mole <laughs> or cancerous. Too much time in the sun. But if you know if what is exa- exactly if there's any dermatologist filmmakers who enjoy bourbon, that's a and you happen to know what is on. Rachel McAdams' chin, which I trust me, she's adorable. I love yeah. her. I'm crushing on her right now. Really, but good. I do want to know if it's a mole, or like a pimple, or like I don't know. I just I'd, I'd like to know a constant pimple. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's something. But so we've been watching that. It's it's really good. It's a lot slower, I feel, than last season, and it it, it sometimes it's almost sort of droning and sleepy. And if, since you've only watched one episode, you won't get that. No, but I mean, I think I've seen the posts of people that just aren't feeling enthusiastic. It? Well, because they are in wrongly, uh, you know, comparing it to season one. Oh, you can't. When they're standalone, you know, they're standalone, sure. self-contained but, stories. Well, but I think the comparison's fair in that yeah. the chemistry between Harrelson and McConaughey Unparalleled. was magical. Yeah. He, he, and Farrell that and whole series, episode one, was just amazing how... I mean, you didn't even have to show anything else except for the two of them talking in the car. Their dialogue was just great. Yeah, drew you in. Yeah, and with this this whole season two, it's just a lot. I don't know, darker and sort of droney and Vince drawn Vaughn out. Is just kind of a little flat anyway. Yeah, he's. I see him. Maybe it's because I see him yeah. as a comedic actor, and so when, when he's trying to play a drama role, I I get like, eh, I don't yeah. think he can do it. So I have a preconceived like. And the new theme thing. song this year is kind of weird. 
I kind of like it. My wife hates it, but it's that. Oh yeah. I'm on the road with that real deep voice. Walking dude. down. I'm so alone or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like this real, but it's got like this electronica beat instead of a rhythm and blues it's beat. R- the first time I T-Bone heard it, Burnett it produces all the goofy, music. Goofy, but I, it's kind of. But you kind of like it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So do I. Because it's so, and I love that they stuck with the same style for the title sequence. Love the title of sequence. the overlays oh, yeah. and the like double exposure yeah. type thing. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, we're talking way too much about this. And what I mean, I like it. I'm it's a show about it. filmmaking. Yeah, I'm geeking on it. Yeah. <laughs> So we're watching that. Still love Ballers. I'm in on episode five, and I still yeah. like it. I Haven't still care about yet. Dwayne Johnson. I still, I like the characters. I like yeah. the backstories. These players are getting into like scandals with Man. hookers and drugs, and and what's cool is it's they're not really making the show about the hookers and the drugs. It's about how do we get this guy out of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, as these financial managers, and they don't and want them to blow. How do money. we change this guy's image? For sure. Before he loses his deal, and so you see that sort of backroom stuff happening. Mm. I, I dig it. Uh, somebody else earlier recently was mentioning Ballers about how great it was. I think it's good, man. I, I'm going to have to check it out. I don't yeah. know. I The trailer looked interesting, and I like The Rock. I think he's hilarious. I mean, yeah. he's just a, he's a huge gorilla of a sure. dude with a, you know, with a... Yeah, big boy. Some comebacks. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good one. So that's pretty good. Um, but I think, you know, when we're talking about what we're watching, yeah. I'm really excited more about what am I excited about and what I'm watching. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like we always ask each other, you oh, know, yeah. what we're watching, what we're working on, what we're excited about. Yep. I feel like th- this week it's got to be back to back with what we're excited about. I'm what are you could not about? be more stoked about Narcos, the new Netflix series about the Pablo Escobar. I, I saw era. your post. I, I haven't watched oh, it yet. Man. I haven't checked out the oh, trailer dude, or whatever. It looks so good. But again, I have this affinity where I kind of love Pablo Escobar. Yeah, I just I I love his story. The I love Empire. the vibe. I love the way yeah. they dressed. I love mm. he just he's kind of he's a. I know he was a horrible yeah like he killed lots of people, but I also know he did lots of good. He's kind of a Robin Hood in a way for he maybe did, his he, local community. yeah he did some stuff yeah. Um, but there's something there's a mystique about him hmm. that I think is pretty interesting. The good bad guy, yeah. Kinda. That's how you feel. Yeah, about him. he's. I don't know, man. There's, that, he's got a, a certain suave about him. He's a. He's like a GQ. Yeah. Real life bad guy that you kind of admire. Was that Blow? Was that the same story? What was Blow uh, with Johnny Depp? I mean, it was definitely about was that Escobar or was that drugs and cocaine or whatever. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's it was been Escobar. forever since I've seen. But that. there's the new film Escobar with uh, Benito del Toro. And Benicio. Benicio and uh, yeah. uh, Josh Hutcherson, who's a Cincinnati kid. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I thought he was like Northern Kentucky. Northern yeah. Kentucky, Cincinnati. He's here. Yeah. He's in the film, and he like hooks Sweet. up with Escobar's niece, and the storyline. The storyline <laughs> is that he gets into he gets horrible. into it, and then he realizes, oh my gosh, what have I gotten into? I can't get out. Yeah. And yeah, and so I I've seen the trailer. It looked great. I have not seen the film yet, but I really want to see that. So anyway, Narcos. Regardless, so it's drama, complete drama, not doc. Yeah, it's 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 a drama. Okay. Narcos is a drama, and it's about these undercover, uh, I guess, DEA, FBI agents that go yeah, deep yeah, yeah. undercover, and they work uh, this whole deal on Escobar, and it looks awesome. Sounds intense. I love stuff that's based on real life like yeah. that. That's great. It looks really Dude, good. Dude, speaking of like drug crime and that, have you seen the trailer for Sicario? I was just getting ready to bring that up. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. So Now, is that Rachel McAdams in that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, 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 it's not. No, no, it's... Um, Who is that? Another short... Oh, looks like her in the trailer. It's the chick that was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Hanks. 
We'll have to dial that up. Oh, God. Um, um, yeah, I thought way, that looked amazing. It's shot by uh, Deakins, Roger Deakins, who's far and away, I think, the best cinematographer working today. His stuff is just... That was a bold statement. Oh, I, I'll stand by it. I mean, nice. I'll show you clips I like from it. I all love, these different... I like a fiery Alex. Yeah. A fiery Alex who steps up for his DP and this says, is, here's the guy. Dude, he's awesome. Solid. I mean, you talk to any... Do you like, think we can get him on the show? No. <laughs> Why not? Because he's probably working. All right. And he's he's too big for us, man. Who knows, he's man. Uh, maybe not. But anyway, he I you know who was too big great. for us. What's up, James Franco? James Franco. I know. I'm gonna he, throw in a towel. We haven't brought him up in, in several yeah. shows. He texted I, me yesterday and said sorry. <laughs> I assumed people <laughs> might be thinking, but I'm gonna go ahead and say that we got big timed. We got yeah, big timed yeah. by James Franco. Yeah, he's just a busy guy. Yeah, boy, he doesn't drink. Plus Maybe doesn't that drink, was the deal. He doesn't drink bourbon. That was the wrong market. We need to go for somebody who will enjoy the bourbon. Agreed. All right, so we'll, we'll keep looking. Maybe Deacons likes bourbon. We'll see. Let's, let's contact Roger yeah. Deacons. So, yeah, that, that movie looks great. What other, what other things are you, are you excited oh, about? Oh, hold on. It's Emily Blunt. All right. Is in um, Sicario. Awesome. This chick, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen her. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, gorgeous. Great actress. I'm down with that. Fantastic. Um, either way, I love his cinematography. I think it's so naturalistic, yet, like, slightly... I don't know. Yeah. Stylistically refined. You know what else I'm excited about? What's up? What are you excited about? Point Break. <laughs> the new Point Break. I, Wait, new Point Break? How do you not know? Yeah, I think man, you might the trailer, have No, the trailer dropped up. like, you know, a month ago or it's a couple weeks ago. Is it Keanu? No. Oh. No, it's like all new dudes. They're all like extreme That's sports athletes and they're like pushing it to the limit. Dumb. It's like crazy big wave riders, Dumb. squirrel suits. Dumb. I don't know, man. It's not Keanu. It's but it's like a whole reinvented. It's yeah. I, it's going to be intense. I'm I'm in. I'm going to go see it. Is it going to be about the dead presidents again? I don't know, but my uh, my buddy Joe in New York, yeah. you know Joe Joe Vile, he was uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah they they won the uh, the um, the the film competition. We, we oh were yeah, yeah, they yeah, beat, yeah they beat they beat us. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks right. Joe for beating us. Thanks for beating us. Old wounds, bringing up old wounds. But Chris, me and Joe are kids. Buried it. That's why. Yeah. I, okay. But me and Joe got to know each other, and we're kindred spirits because we yeah. both love Point Break. Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and screamed, ah? <laughs> so anyway, we're, um, we're plotting on a way for me to meet up with him in New York for the premiere of the new one. The new one? And, who's, who's in it? And watch the old one. In New York and L.A. and big, like, I think mainly New York You're and a L.A. double feature? No, they do um, Point Break nights that's kind of like Rocky oh, Horror you, Picture you Show. You brought this up last time. It's yeah. like Rocky Horror, and they, they act it out. That's goofy. It's awesome. Who's in it? Who's in the new one? I don't even know. I'm like some up. Scottish dude or whatever. Twenty fifteen. Point yeah. break. It's gonna be red. It's gonna be rad. It's gonna be cool. That's weird, man. So we'll see. My uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody that we know. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of cool. But that's kind of like, you know, I'm not saying it's gonna be a great movie. It's just part of my. It's in my heart. Yeah. It's your thing. <laughs> Although, Big wave surfers and crime. Have you heard anything recently? One of my favorite directors is hmm. is Bigelow, who directed Point Break. Yeah. Who also... Which is so weird that, she, also, that she directed Point Break and then like Hurt Locker and yeah, but that's, Zero Dark Thirty. That's kind of what she does. She directs all these like dude-centric like... Yeah. Mili- you know what I mean? Like it's kind of... I know. I know. I just don't connect Point Break to Hurt Locker. But it's awesome. Yeah, I guess. Her thing's just yeah. being badass. She's a badass. But is she? Mm. what's she working on? She she got anything brewing up? That's a good question. Probably some like 
top secret government op that we don't know about yet that she has access to and she's going to make a movie like Like real time a month after it happens yeah (laughs) yeah that's yeah that could be happening anyway i don't know Um, she's a good director what else are you what else are you are you is there anything else that you're that i'm excited about for to watch or to see yeah you're not gonna like it oh god i'm excited let me guess what's that the suicide squad yeah of course you are and batman versus superman oh jeez even worse. Okay, ben so this, this brings up... Okay, we're going to bring in... This is almost going to become Superhero 2.0... Go for it. Uh, ...show, because uh, I read an article. Um, the superhero comic book community is... They're your, at odds. I saw your post. They're yeah. at odds. Yeah. The, it's like the downfall of our society. No, or no, no, no. It's no, no, infantilizing no, 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 no. or the, something. The, the DC... Well, uh, side, that side, that part of it. They're all about the darkness and making it super Christopher Nolan, dark and deep, yeah. or whatever. But the Marvel, Marvel side is all about the family friendly and the well, just the funny Ant Man yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And there, there's like two camps almost, and and the people in the Marvel camp, yeah, feel like like the DC camp has gone too far. That it's not accessible for kids, and it's you know that's it's all just mainstream towards adults. And, yeah. You know, I don't know, what are your thoughts? You're you you actually like these movies? Yeah, which is fine with me. I'm I'm think it's okay that there are two camps and that there are two styles and two groups that they're going after. Like, if you want the family friendly, quirky, funny, goofy stuff, go see a Marvel movie. Like, you know that it's okay. If you want dark and gritty and something that's like, okay, I like these characters and I know these characters, but I also sure. am a fan of crime dramas right. and action flicks and a little language and some scandalous situations yeah go see a DC, dc flick what do you think sells better we need to let's we need to dig up some data and see what sells better is it the dark that's like a, the batman stuff or like the iron man stuff? i don't know because what do you base that on because box office wise you look at avengers marvel blown away the competition every single film they release is is just like a box office smash but do they sell dvds oh i can almost guarantee it i would almost bet that like the Batman stuff has, will do better over time because it's more timeless. Yeah. yeah, Marvel is kind of like an in the moment thing. You go see it and you're like, oh, that was fantastic, and then a month goes by and you're like, well, there are some issues with that. I feel that like I didn't. I feel really... like any film that promotes itself with ACDC, Thunder, well, like Iron Man or whatever, is just horrible. Thunderstruck. Yeah, like that's just <laughs> horrible. Like that's a that's like. It that's like the number one reason not to go see. I movie. think that was appropriate use of Thunderstruck. I don't know, dude. That's anyway, horrible. I know I like the darker stuff. Honestly, I like the Batman films and really just gritty. Do you think that they'll somebody will try to do some darker Marvel like Iron Man, like super dark and like well, was uh, edgy? Hold on, I think. Oh, and by the way, the one thing I was going to bring up in the article I read. They basically pitted the or credited you know everything with with all, on uh, Frank. What's his name? The guy who does the I guess the the dark comics. The uh, Frank. Oh oh uh, yeah. the Sin City. Frank Miller. Is it Frank Miller? Frank Miller. All the dark comics. Yeah. Sin City. Yeah, Three hundred. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All those. Yeah. Frank Miller. Him or maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. I'm not a big. Comic well, either way, guy. you're asking about dark. Will Will Marvel go dark? The, I. Don't know if they're going like dark, dark, but they're definitely going not family friendly. They're they're doing Daredevil. They're releasing Daredevil with Ryan Reynolds. Isn't an, there like a TV series called Daredevil? There on is, Netflix? but it's, Was it any good? no. I'm not. I'm sorry, not Daredevil. Um, uh, Flash. No, why am my mind blanking? Falcon. Right now? <laughs> no, 
a daredevil. Um, I don't know. Either way, the thing here's here's my yeah that's fine. My 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 thoughts on on it are this. Um, Who cares? They're both horrible horrible movies, whether they're (laughs) dark or happy. Once again, once again, it's there's just what's the point? Why am I blanking? What is the point when we could be watching other Deadpool? Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool. I don't know. See, I don't. I don't know. It's either way. It's like it's all the same stuff again and again and again and again. Why? I mean, but they're doing. It's an R rating, which is the big deal. Like they're they're releasing it with an R rating, and they're allowing all this stuff that's never been allowed before. Because my six year old won't be able to see it. No, not at all. Because he's you know he thinks he's cool that he's seeing PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, Deadpool is like the. Anti-hero with a big 13, mouth on it. You might as well make PG-13 R. Like, you can do anything you want in PG-13. You can show a naked woman. You just you can't can, say the F word. Yeah. You can, you know, it's crazy. It's like but only movie. a certain amount of times. As if, like, more than once is any worse than once. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. Anyway. The, the craziest thing on, on that topic of, like, kid-appropriate stuff mm-hmm. was, was that Transformers 2, when the robot turns into the super hot blonde with the tongue. And then, oh, my like, God. Mounts the dude. Yeah. Dude, my son was like so stoked. He was like, uh, <laughs> should I be watching should this? I but watching? I cannot turn away. Yeah. And you were like, well, I can't really like focus enough to cover your eyes. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, they're getting away with more and more. But I think it's fine because I like dark, scandalous stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, I watched a couple of cool indie films. What did you watch? Um, there was a film with what's her name from Friends and Most Deaf. It's called something Steel Steelers. Steelers. Ah, dig on it. Uh, Doesn't sound like anything I'd like. Uh, Who day? Let me look. Let me let me let me dig it up. Let me dig it up. Uh, I will dig that up right now. But while I dig that up, yeah. Uh, what else is going on, man? Uh, we've been watching a lot. Of stuff, so we were trying to catch up on Orange Is the New Black, which I know that you're you've kind of fallen out of love with. I, I'm at totally out. Yeah, done. We 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 still like it. It's still entertaining. It's better than a lot of shows out there. Um, still need to watch True Detective. Keep up on that. You know what I'm really stoked about is not something that I've watched really, but it's something that I've helped create. So I guess this would take us to what have you been working on kind of a thing. Ah, all right. Yeah, yeah. If that's jump. cool, if you no. want to shift in that direction. No, you could totally jump on that. But so this is like well, my... Well, I do have... Oh, go for it. I do have the name of that film. Yeah. Because people might be wondering. It's called Life of Crime. Life of Crime. Life of Crime. I highly recommend Who it. Who was the chick it's from really Friends? really good. Uh, you know, what's Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Oh. Jennifer Aniston. And uh, Daniel Schechter. No idea. Um, was the director on it. And it's hmm. it's really 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 good interesting um I'll have to check and that out. It, it's good it's like a little heist movie on not netflix? a heist it's like a it's like a kidnapping movie on netflix yeah jennifer aniston gets kidnapped sweet um and then it kind of like goes wrong yeah that's pretty good she like the comedic victim no oh. no um uh yasmin bay i.e most deaf yep is in it mark boone or whatever from uh sons of anarchy tim robbins oh. will forte sweet um, but see, there's some comedic I, I characters I love Fisher's in there. in there. There's just like a ton of like supporting actors and actresses. Is Will Forte still his comedic self, though? Um, yeah, he's pretty good. John Hawks huh. crushes it. So, yeah, man. Indie film. It's really good. Good for indie films. Anyway, back to my shameless plug. Yeah. 
my my shameless back shameless to indie plug. films. No, indie that's film. not, it's totally relevant. Yeah. So speaking of indie films, yeah, you just had a release, right? Or your there? Yeah, we actually released a trailer for the first short film that I've ever shot. Cool. Not including documentaries, first oh. narrative short that yep. I've shot today called Daniel and Siri. Nice, which we've got up on the site. Which will be up on the site, yep. At uh, fdbpodcast.com. Absolutely. Please check it out. Let us know what you think. Let which, me know what you think. By the way, we've been posting a lot more stuff on there. We, we should There's be. links, there's quotes, there's, yep. you know, there's which, cool, cool stuff. We've gotten all sorts of reviews and, you know, messages of goodwill. Yeah. But, um, so the trailer uh, is, I think it turned out pretty cool. Um, it's a, the story is, it's like a family drama. Right. Uh, artist. Don't give it away. I'm not going to give it away, but... Uh, artist who's struggling with some emotional issues, um, him and his wife, they're, you know, kind of going through a rough time. They have to confront some past that comes back into their life. Sure. Super emotional and dark. Like I like it. Right. Um, pretty cool though. I'm pretty proud of it. I've seen it. You haven't seen the film. You've seen the trailer. I've seen the trailer. You have. It looks really good. Thanks man. Yeah. We shot it on the Alexa with... A uh, set of super speeds, um, some Hollywood black magic diffusion filters cool. in front of the lens, and a bunch of haze because we wanted a nice gritty, like super soft old school film look. Yeah. And so the use of those two things really brought out a nice texture. You know what? Elaborate on elaborate on the ha- use of a hazer. We're yeah. we're going to be using one coming up. We got to shoot for a, a small little um, boutique company that does wood hand-carved wood uh, sort of Ooh. signs and designs, like cool. home, home decor. Yeah. And in their their wood shop, um, we're going to haze a little bit to catch some of the, to show some the, of the, the light. light yeah. So talk a little bit about what are some things, you know, um, what are some things people should think about, should, how they should approach it? Is there a better hazer than another? Is the hazer the same as a fog machine? Can I go to a local costume yeah. store? Yeah. Talk, break that down for us. Well, so, yeah, Hazer's definitely not the same as a fog machine. Hazer puts very fine particles into the air that if, you know, if you don't overdo it, it's almost imperceptible to the camera that there's particles floating around, but you do get some ambience and you see light sources, excuse me, you see the kind of directionality of the light. Right. It softens the image up. It, you know, it's really good for close-ups and beauty shots of older women or, you know, whatever you're trying to do. Um, a fogger, on the other hand, is like you want that haunted house feel. You want the volume, you know, particles. You want to be able to see it. That's what a fogger is for. So is the solution the same or is it different? I don't know if it's... Is it... I guess what I'm saying is... I'm not an is, expert, but... I guess what I'm saying is if... It's released if, in a different way. If you... If you have a fogger... Yeah. And you let it run for a little bit and then you, like, wave it out... Are you kind of creating a? Uh, you'll you'll get some you know remaining saying? ambience. It's just I don't know. It's not the same though. I wouldn't do that if you're on an indie film and you're you know doing it. Yeah, maybe if that's your only option, you know, do a poof of fog into the room and then waft it around. But in general, get get an actual hazer. You know, go through your local grip and electric house and see what kind of hazers they have in stock. Ask their advice. They'll they'll give you some good tips. Uh, but like I said, great for just creating a kind of atmosphere, nice atmosphere. Add some drama. Yeah, but one thing I will say is just don't overdo it. And that's one thing I learned on this short film, actually, Daniel and Siri, is like I, there were a couple times where we overdid it. 
but it's dial, still, dial, cool. Dial back the haze a little. Dial back the haze, yeah. <laughs> yeah a, a little goes a long way. Um, yeah, so use a bunch in the wide shot or sure. a little more in the wide shot and then, you know, tone it back as you get closer and closer or the opposite way around. I don't know. You Unless you're around. trying to make it look like a smoke-filled yeah, if you want to look like a bar, yeah, do that, which we might end up doing on Which actually game. wouldn't really work anymore because most bars are not are smoke-free. Yeah, they're smoke-free. But if you're doing a period piece or something where they did smoke, very appropriate. Absolutely. Either way. It's a good tool to have, good tool to use. So that cool. combined with those diffusion filters, those Hollywood Black Magics, really just softened everything up, made it look a little more less, a little more like film, a little less digital. Nice. Give it a cool, cool look. Well, since we're plugging. Yeah. Uh, What's up? <laughs> no, it's not really a plug, but. Um, plug away, my friend. Uh, our little, we're finally going to release uh, I'm So Cincinnati from Donnie Maserati. Oh, that's coming so I out. Think, yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to drop it on. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and drop it on YouTube and get it out there via, you know, the, you know Twitter and his you know, main audience. Mm. And then uh, later on, we'll get it up on World Star. World Star. World Star Hip Hop. Nice. Well, yeah, be man. cool. I'm excited to see how that turned out. Yeah, it was a fun working with him on that, working with you on that, and just everybody. I don't even know if I've seen the final. Cut everybody yet. in Cincinnati that was involved was just super cool and helpful, and um, I hope we we get a lot of good uh, good buzz. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's his personal narrative in the song, but I feel like there's there's a sense that you know everyone, everyone again everyone everyone has their own hustle. Yeah. Cool. Hey, let's so. let's cheers to our projects, man. Cheers, man. It's been fun. Cheers. There's and cheers uh, to the projects. I, I'd love to hear what other people are working on. We get As a, always. We get a lot of um, uh, sort of ask me anything, and yeah. we got a couple we'll jump into here in a second. But actual questions. A lot of them are, are you know questions about us or whatever. But I'd love to hear what other people are working about. Don't so, be afraid to plug yourself. Yeah. yeah so send us the trailer to your new film, and we'll you know put yeah. it out there. Well, yeah, and then include, you know, you know, some links and just kind of, you know, why you liked it or, you know, put a little context around it. You know, we get a lot of, um, I mean, we get a lot of random connects on Twitter Mm -hmm. who are saying promote our film or whatever like that, you know, but I don't know that they're listeners or whatnot. So, you know, if you're, if you're listening to the podcast and you're you're in the community, go to fdbpodcast.com, go to ask me anything and go ahead and submit on there a link to your trailer, your film, your music video. Yeah. Uh, a camera test. If you got a new camera, you got something cool you want to show us. We read it. Talk all, about why so. you like it. Um, we would love to hear from you guys, and so we can share that with the community and and make it a part of the show. So, um, so yeah. But we've got we've got some stuff. Yeah, let's we, we dig dial it into up. it, man. Yeah. Um, so we have heard from a couple different people, and one of which uh, asked this. Hmm. Uh, it's an anonymous. They don't list who it is. Um, it says, have you done any work with drones? What role do drones have in filmmaking? Random thoughts on drones and their impact on video production and film industry. Love the show. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks First for off. listening. Second, I think the initial thought, we were just talking about this earlier, came to mind. Uh, we were, I was listening to NPR on the way down. Yep. And they're getting, drones are getting a lot of bad press recently for their like mm-hmm. interfering in the actual workings of a functional society, like the fire department. Right. So people are, you know, hobbyists are flying drones around these wildfires, I guess, hoping to get good yep. footage or something I heard, beautiful. I heard the same. I heard the same thing. And pilots up there, you know, people that are actually working to keep people safe and houses from burning down or having to ground their planes so they don't run into drones. Don't yeah. do that. 
don't don't do that. Right. Yeah. Don't well, fly a drone around. I a don't wildfire. know. But part of that is too is that at what point? You mean at what point do we segment and govern this the airspace? Right. Like. I think what they're doing is appropriate. Like you know, certain distance away from the fire. If you're too close, you get a twenty-five thousand dollar fine. Sure. And hopefully that's enough to sting for you to say, okay, yeah, I was wrong. Sorry. If a drone gets sucked into an engine aircraft, that thing's probably going to have a bad day. Yeah, or if it got into the rotors on a helicopter. Horrible, horrible. Just I mean, even though judgment. they're even though some of these drones are really light and small, they can do damage. Can, you can do some damage for sure. Yeah, I would just say use use judgment. Either way, in the filmmaking realm, you know, apart from the bad press and stuff, I think they're changing the game. They're becoming very useful. <laughs> yeah, because people used to have to hire a helicopter and a you know um, a motorized Gimbal. stabilized pod on the front of yeah. it to get wide aerial shots and nowadays you just you hire your local aerial dude with a an octocopter and yep. a red dragon and he'll get you the same shot for way less well not only that but you can get shots with the drone you can't get with a helicopter you can get closer it's so small you, you, can, you can go closer you can fly yeah. between buildings you can do really rad shots that yeah. a helicopter would never be able to do exactly yeah no, and I so think it's i think useful. it's a game changer and it's it's allowing you know, independent filmmakers and, you know, video production houses that are small guys to, to get big, big time shots. Huge. I mean, so. no, yeah, with the, not even just the octocopters, you know, hoisting an Epic or whatever, but like the Phantoms and the, the DJI brands. Sure. Tiny little things that, that you just run a GoPro and the new GoPros are 4K capable yeah. and... Well, yeah. and they were asking, have we done any work with them? We, we have... You, you at, do. Yeah. Leapframe, we've got a... Um, We've got a Phantom 2 with yeah. uh, the three-way gimbal, and we mount a GoPro 4K, the new yeah, yeah, the Hero new 4. And you know, I think of it this way. I don't have the whole visualization package where I can fly first person. I don't have fancy goggles. Yeah. Um, we kind of look at it like this. You know, there's, I guess there's different mindsets. I, you know, I don't want to become a specialized drone pilot. That's not really my goal. Hire a dude for that. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if I'm going to do a project where I need that type of uh, specific maneuvers and flying, I want to hire somebody who that's what they do because I'm going to get the best possible shot. So I would recommend to listeners, you know, if there's, a, if there's a project where you have to get some really intense sort of flight patterns or sequences, you know, hire, hire a professional. You're going to be happier with yeah. the footage you're going to be happier with your ability to pull off certain maneuvers and shots the way we use the drone and i, I recommend this and and you know there's different people that have different philosophies that's fine i think of it as is some you know using it as like a pretty basic jib right i'm going to get like an aerial dolly i'm going to get yeah. a you know a great you know vertical bottom to top yeah uh i'm going to get a top down to do the bottom i'm going to get a left to, to right yeah i'm going to get it right to left I might get a, a push uh, hand or flyover. I might get a diagonal right to left, moving from up left down to the right hand corner. That's pretty easy to do, um, and and be mm -hmm. a you know an intermediate flyer. I think um, one of the really and I'll do some sort of like push ins, pull outs, and and stuff like that. But when you start getting into these like turning corners and flying yeah. through things, I think I think you really you're going to be happy if you got somebody who who has a lot of flight fire. time. I think one of the really cool ways that you used it. Uh, recently, I think, you know, last year or maybe earlier this year, it was last year, was that uh, the beer dock mm -hmm. um, where you did, you started way above this house and then you, you know, elevated down, but you also hit an edit in there where you kind of come down. It looks like the camera comes through the roof into yeah. a guy behind his computer. That was a, 
the magic really of cool. Ryan Woolfolk. But still, I mean, it, yeah. see, that's a I think a really cool, innovative, simple use of drones today. Like that, just like you said, an, an yeah. air. And again, ship. you know, the the only time I mean, the whole purpose of drones and helicopters or anything else is you're bringing the story from the stratosphere down to the, to the ground level, mm. right? You're getting this overview shot of a city or whatever it might be. Establishing is you're, what it is. You're, yeah. yeah, you're given a feeling of where, where are we in the world, in the mm. geography, and then you bring that story back down to the human interest. Yeah. And that, that's how I think it's, you know. It's a good tool. Typically It's used. a really good tool. So, yeah, I think overall we're pro-drone. Pro-drone. Don't mess with authorities. Respect authorities. They're yeah. there to save you us. They're there to help sense. us. Yeah. Um, and you know, don't don't uh, invade people's privacy. And I think if everybody follows those rules and yeah. kind of you know respects each other, then we'll all be able to continue to having a good time and getting cool shots. For sure. As soon as we don't, then everybody loses. Well, then you ruin the game for everybody. Yeah, like don't fly them around airports. <laughs> yeah, or the White House. Or the White House. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, pro drone. I think it's a great tool. So speaking of camera stabilization yeah. and movement, our next person. Yeah. Says, hey guys, love the podcast. Curious to hear your thoughts on new stabilization products. Hmm. What experience do you have with the Movi, Ronin, or Helix? Any other cool stabilization products uh, to look out for? Thoughts? And again, it's from an anonymous yeah. user. I have used, just from my experience, I've used the Movi a bunch, the Movi M10. Okay. They so got two, right? They have three. So okay. they have an M5, an M10, an M15. That's all their weight limit is that number. Okay. So 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds until it's maxed out. Mm -hmm. um, but the M10 was the first one to come out. So it has the least uh, updated motors and sure. all that stuff. So I, I've had a, I've used it a bunch, and I've had a bunch of issues with it. They're big. They're big. They're, I mean, it's lighter than the Ronin. The Ronin's much heavier because it's made out of aluminum instead of carbon mm -hmm. fiber and but either way, it's cheaper too. So and it holds more weight. Now, for those, you know, you got some people who know what those things are. Yeah. So. So break it down for for us from a technical standpoint. As a director, I'm just looking at the monitor. For sure. I don't know what's happening. So. But you got to have more than one person, right? Well, here's the thing. So, uh, first of all, the three-axis handheld gimbals, like the Ronin, the Movi, the Helix, the Lettuce Helix, uh, any of that stuff. It's just. Um, a series of motors that are balanced and calibrated to keep the camera level. So no matter what direction you move the handlebar in, it, the camera will stay level, and they're theoretically. Based on like gyroscope type stuff? Based on, yeah, gyroscopic technology. It came from the aerial world. It came from Freefly. They pretty much brought it into the mainstream of cinema. They started out right. as, you know, uh, they had all these aerial helicopters, planes, stuff like that. They use gyroscope technology. They just brought that to a consumer level. Um, but so as a director, you would come to your, me, your DP, and say, hey, you know, I want this fluid tracking shot from it starts here and it goes down the stairs and up the elevator and it follows them, but it's super smooth, like Steadicam or whatever. But we don't have the budget for Steadicam. And I can't lay track and dolly because of the, you know, amount of ground that it covers. I would potentially say, yeah, let's check out one of these movies or a, Ronin, because you just hold the handlebar, the camera dangles beneath it, it's stabilized, and you can go wherever you want. Pretty cool. But what about focus? Focus, so that's an issue. Either you set it and forget it, and you just go, and you keep the subject at the constant distance the entire time, or you attach, you know, focus or zoom motors to the rig, 
and have your AC off pulling focus from a monitor. Now, have you done that? Yes. Is that hard for an AC to, to pull with? No, remotes, I did that or? on the first 21 pilots video shot, uh, stressed out and my AC had no issues whatsoever. The only issue we had, um, with the Mobi was, there was latency on it. Minimal. I mean, very, very minimal, not enough to, to really screw things up. Uh, the issue we had though was tacking on the motors meant that you're adding more weight to the rig and the Mobi with an Epic dragon and with a wireless video transmitter and stuff is pretty much already maxed out. So the motors start failing. Gotcha. So it ends up be looking a little more handheld than smooth because the motors sure. can't compensate. So what about the, you talked about the Mobi, what about the Ronin? Are, are they trying to, they're trying to hit a lower price point, right? Ronin is definitely a lower price point. I think it's like a third of the cost. And they got like a little guy now, right? A new one? That's yeah, like they got, I mini. think they have two. Yeah, the Ronin Mini or whatever they're calling it. Um, but the original Ronin holds 15 pounds, and I haven't used it personally. Uh, I'm really eager to because of the weight limit mm -hmm. and because uh, the motors are newer, and I've heard great things. Yeah. So I saw most all of them at NAB. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to get my hands on them because I, I hit that section of the floor on day one. Which is packed. And it was just packed yeah. with camera nerds. Nerds like just, me. <laughs> you know, well, it was like two extremes. It was like legitimate operators. Yeah. And then just like random hobbyists who were like, huh, what does this do? Why were they there? And just, there's always random people. Maybe they're audio oh. guys that are looking at video stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Um, I love you all my audio guys. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, so why would you want to use uh, stabilization like a, a Movi or a Ronin or Helix over a Steadicam? Budget. Is it better? Is it worse? Does it give you creative it's freedom? Cheaper. It gives you a little bit of creative freedom. I mean, I've seen a couple videos like uh, from, what's his name? LaFarrette, Vincent LaFarrette, LaFarrette, however you say his name. Mm -hmm. Um really talented dude but he did a, a test project short film thing where they you know they're dropping it from ropes over the sides of railing and some another operators catching it down below and continues the shot <laughs> uh which you can't do with a steady cam because that's mm -hmm. locked onto one dude one guy right that's why i'm i guess that's what i'm getting at is why the steady why would i even well, want to use a steady cam it's a different they're both different tools you get much more um control quality out of a steady cam. If you've got something you, you want to do and you basically want a dolly shot, but you can't lay physically lay track or you need to see the floor or you need to go fast, but you want that dolly look, use a steady cam with a skilled operator. Mm -hmm. Like that's just, you just do that. That makes sense. If you need a little more flexibility in terms of where you're going to go with it, like hoisting it up, or I've even seen people attaching the gimbal head thing to a crane. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I've seen people attaching like a Ronin to a Steadicam. So it's a stabilized head on top of a stabilized arm. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different tool, honestly. All right. You can pretty much, you can get a lot of the same types of stuff with a Steadicam and a gimbal, but if you got the option and you don't need the gimbal, go with Steadicam. All right. Well, this, this kind of leads into our next uh, Ask Me Anything, which is from uh, A.J. Wendell um, from uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Ooh. we got listeners everywhere, dude. Charleston. That's crazy. We've That's got sweet. listeners everywhere. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I've been. To, I've been there. But I've been all through West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. You've probably been there on a bike, haven't you? No. no. Well, 
Maybe n- no, no, hmm. no. But I did. I've been through the whole state, so and it's it's out there, man. <laughs> some, I like it. It's, it's super it's, green. It's rattlesnake country. I dig it. A lot of rattlesnake churches down there. I get. I dig it. Um, so what, he what says, uh, any advice for a smaller production house looking to grow? I'm a recent grad. And I just started working in the industry at a small agency looking to grow. Any other advice? And then he adds on um, that he thinks it would be awesome to have a special episode where we both get smashed and watch a short film. (laughs) Uh, I do that on my own time. Um, This is a professional situation we're in here. Yeah. Come on, AJ. What are you thinking, AJ? I don't know. New, new, growing. growing. I'll tell you. There's a every single day. There's a brand new production company who launches. Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of them. And you know why? Just for the, all the reasons we just talked about. Because all this gear is so cheap now. It's becoming affordable for everybody. Every camera is going to be shooting 4K by yep. next year. Your phone's going to be shooting 4K. Everybody is going to have stabilization. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to look amazing. Yeah. So then it's going to be about who can tell the best story. Or who has the best podcast. Or who has the best podcast. Either way, no, I think it's eventually it's <laughs> so going to eventually it's going to all even out. It's what are, what are your tips for the about growing a production yeah, company? Yeah, n- just a new a new young production company. Come think, at it from your angle of gear and I was going to say I think this is more of a you question well, since you've yeah, been get, through this, but I'll get into it. Uh, from my angle with gear and with dealing with clients Well, dealing with production companies. You work with production I companies. Do. What would you tell them? That's what do they need point. to know about working with freelancers? They, as a production company, here, let's start out a little more gentle and then we'll we'll break it down. Uh, Production companies need to know how much things cost, how much people cost, Mm -hmm. and what a good project will cost them to make. I, far too often, you know, I see some production companies not paying fair wages or being too hard on their crew, they get too long of hours and they're not sorry about it or whatever, and then people don't want to work with them again. Yeah. Or they promise a, uh, a thing that they can't deliver to a client and the client doesn't want to work with them again or whatever. You know, there's a bunch of different things, but just sure. know how much things cost, know how much people cost and know what you can do in a given amount of time. I, I would agree with that. I think yeah. that, you know, being the, the, the one of the co-founders of Leapframe Digital Film and Motion Design, we we're a boutique, uh, you know, firm and and we do some small projects we do some big projects but one of the things I always have tried to make a point of is to always have a great vibe on set always treat people with respect go out of your way to to talk to everyone from the the PA to the grips make sure everybody's having a good time make sure everybody's you know eating well make sure people get paid on time yeah because then you get people who you know work hard for you and they you know they will the crew will they'll around. put in the extra effort because they know that you're going to do them a solid yeah. and you're not going to you know wait 90 days to pay them. So um, I think that's important. I think also uh, you hit it on a good point. Know what things cost. You got to, you got to have a business plan. This is an art form. It mm-hmm. is something that we do for fun, but you're also, but a production it's also company. a business. And so I think company. where a lot of people miss the mark is, you know, uh, people will call or a client will call and say, Oh, I've got a, uh, you know, $2,000 to do this project, mm-hmm. this video. And 
you say, you know, as a small company, you say, oh man, that sounds amazing. You know, that's, or that's great. That's, that's a great first project or yeah, yeah. You know, maybe it's 5,000 or whatever it is. And then you do the math. And once you look at the hours that you've put into it, you realize that you were, you know, you were working for $2 and 50 cents an hour. Or that the, yeah, you should have cost. And, yeah. And that's, you know, again, you know, what are you willing to, where are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to do? So, yeah. um, you know, I think being knowledgeable when it comes to those sorts of things is a good thing. And mm -hmm. I think being smart, you know, there's plenty of great tools out there and there's new tools that come out every day, but you don't need them all. Yeah. And you need to find the tool that's right for you. And so when it comes to cameras, get the camera that's right for the type of content you're shooting. If you're shooting a lot of, you're you know, brand heads. documentary yeah. stuff or sort of corporate videos, then you don't need a red dragon. <laughs> Unless you're projecting those on the side of a building, yeah. then maybe. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and if you're, uh, if you're, you know, doing, I don't know, uh, depending on what type of stuff you're doing, you, you might not even need something like a movie. You know, always yeah. rent first, purchase second. That's a yeah, good yeah. piece Try of advice. Go to places like Borrow Lenses yep. and Lens Rentals. That's the biggest piece of advice. Check it out. Rent first, purchase second. Yep. If you find yourself renting and you say, man, I've rented that thing five times, I could have bought one, maybe it's time to buy one. Yeah. So. Yeah, figure out what your what your needs are. I guess uh, that's my advice. Yeah, I mean, just as far as like general advice, you know, just keep creating as high quality content as you can. <laughs> Be yeah. consistent. You know, know your basics. Know your lighting. Know your. Yeah, and know that, but know yeah. who you are. Know what projects you want and what projects you don't, and don't oh, be afraid sure. to draw a line in the sand and. Don't be afraid to say no and That's a good one. turn people away. Because if you start doing projects that you're not necessarily fond of, you're going to keep getting projects. You're, you're going to get the projects that you do. Yep. So if you do commercials, you're going to attract more commercials. If you do weddings, you're going to attract more weddings. Sure. If you're a commercial company and you start doing weddings, you're going to attract more weddings and get away from the things you really want to do, like commercials. Yeah, or it so, just causes confusion. Yeah, and so people don't. Yeah, have a brand identity. I guess that's a good one. There you go. Have a brand identity. Wow. Know who you are. And know what you want to do. All this, we're, this is all free. Spitting knowledge. This is all free. FDBpodcast.com. Spitting knowledge. Alex and Brandon <laughs> just giving it away, guys. Gold nuggets. For free. Anyway, Gold nuggets. Speaking of knowledge, that's another good thing. The World Wide Web is a fantastical place. <laughs> oh, man. Full of all sorts of golden nuggets. So you can go to all sorts of podcasts, all sorts of websites. No Film School is a good one. Uh, the Hurlbut visuals, he always puts out really good stuff, mm -hmm. you know, just Google filmmaking techniques and, you know, enter a few keywords that you're interested, cinematography, lighting, lenses, blah, 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 something will pop up and then it'll help a lot. Yeah. There's no magic solution. No. It's just about, uh, you know, can you tell a good story? Can you frame a good shot? Yeah. And off you go. Oh, here's a good piece of advice. And I think that applies to everything. Watch. The projects. Oh, yeah. Watch the projects Absolutely. that you want to do. Absolutely. You want to make good wedding movies? Watch yeah. the most successful wedding films on Vimeo. Yep. See and, what they do. And that's why on the podcast, we talk about what we watched, yeah. what we're doing, it and what we're excited us. about, because that's what this, this whole thing is about. It's about, you know, studying the craft. Yeah. yeah. Man. There's always room to grow. So look to always. the people that are above you. What a great show. Yeah. So uh, if you have been listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon, again, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us on the Ask Me Anything tab at fdbpodcast.com. We would yeah. also love for you guys to retweet, 
regram, repost anything that we're throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Um, really build this community. We're growing in numbers on our Twitter following, our Instagram following. We've got 19 reviews on iTunes. We are now written a, reviews. Yeah. No, no, oh, no. Just reviews. 19 reviews. We're a four star. Yeah, Yep. Four and a half or four four out of five star podcast. Just the five. And we've got like seven or eight written reviews. You guys have been great. Yeah. If you're listening, if you have not reviewed us on iTunes, please, please, please go give us a review. That's a great way. Yep. And uh it allows us to uh to grow and for people to, to hear about us. And mm-hmm. um and it also allows people to see the value so that they come on the show and give you guys some really cool free yeah. giveaways. The more reviews we get, the more big brands like Dissolve and Wooden Camera Absolutely. we can bring on. And so I will go ahead and, and without a doubt make this statement. As we grow, you'll grow with us. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of giving away $250 giveaways, we'll give $1,000 giveaways. Yeah. $5,000 giveaways. A million. A million dollars. Monopoly money, but yeah. you know, it's still a million. But regardless, <laughs> it's, you know... As you as we grow and and we do that by getting reviews and and by you guys spreading the word yeah. and, and tweeting us out there, so we really appreciate the feedback and and all the inter, interactions absolutely with, uh, with you guys out there, man. Yeah, and uh, it's one, been really cool. One final thing, I just want to make a one one final plug for the for the short film trailer that just dropped today that I'm really proud of. It's Daniel and Siri, mm-hmm. and you can find all the information at fdbpodcast.com, but also at DanielSiriFilm.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-S-I-R-I-F-I-L-M.com. Check it out. Directed by Adam Mark Brown. Great cast and crew. Cast was from New York. Crew was from Cincinnati. We had Livy Steubenrout from uh, uh, Frozen. Little girl from Frozen was in it. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, it turned out pretty cool. Check it out. Let us know what you think. How did they get her on set since she was a cartoon? She's actually a real girl, Brandon. <laughs> she's, a, she's a real girl. Um, yeah, check it out in, in maybe an easier way because that was a long URL. It was. Go to fdbpodcast.com we'll and we'll it. link it. Yeah. So. Anyway. Thanks. Man, this is great. Good one. All right, guys. We'll see you. Cheers. Cheers.